what it is, what's up, got your podcast in the cut, uh, the Telesis, a societal podcast, and we got another Auburn episode, we've had quite a few of these, I try to keep my episodes, generally speaking, uh, one per day, just to space out content, but how much Auburn stuff is happening, and has been happening, it's been very tough, but that's a good problem to have, I think most of us would agree, so keeping this brief, we had the basketball game um, one day ago now. Pretty pretty fun, pretty enjoyable. Uh, it's one of those prototypical Auburn games where, you know, it, you could probably say it's an instant classic three, four times a year when it comes to Auburn. They just have very exciting regular seasons. And even with the whole new cast, it seems like the same vibe has translated. Uh, shootouts, uh, dominant guard play. Just the works. And I think, you know, we try to keep it at three tra- uh, turnovers. And I think that turnovers, takeovers. But turnovers, definitely one of the three takeovers. Uh, t- takeaways, is I think. <laughs> takeaways. Hey, one take. One take. <laughs> three takeaways. The first one would be the turnovers. Obviously, you look at the numbers. I believe it's 19 turnovers. Yeah, 19 turnovers to 10 for Arkansas. Um... I don't have Arkansas's points off turnovers right now. I believe the Locked on Auburn podcast said it was in the 20s, I want to say, something like that, which seems about right because of how fast Arkansas just went in fast break. And um, typically how Auburn's turnovers came to be, generally speaking, be a really bad pass into the post, uh, trying to hit a big trailing and just making a pass is way too hard. I saw quite a few of those where, like, using Powell, for instance, he was on the three-point line. There was a big, I believe it was Jalen, uh, pretty much driving to the rim off of uh, fast breaks, so pretty much by himself. And then two guys helped over um, off of their guys to kind of collapse on him. And it was a makeable pass, but, and I mean, Justin had one really crazy uh, assist to a big in such a situation, but this one was a little bit harder. Uh, still passed it, got nipped by the guy in front of the trailing big. And I mean, just, and it came off of a stop. I think I think it was a turnover. It came off a turnover and then it just make another bad turnover. And I think that kind of typifies that game. In a sense that we, whenever we got a chance to really make um, even a, even a score up or even you know maybe get a lead uh, with momentum, just kind of threw it away. Um, I think we kind of did more to keep it within that arm's reach in terms of points than Arkansas did. Now Arkansas did answer us back quite a few times, but I just seem to think that we hurt ourselves more than they did to keep themselves afloat. And if you look at the three-point shooting, they finished with 32.1%. So our zone in the latter parts of that game, up until like the last like three minutes where we just kind of stopped scoring whatsoever and seemed to just pretty much not quit, but just be unable to figure out how to close the game out. Um, aside from the last like three, four minutes, and like the first 12 10, 10 to 12, 
I feel like the the zone helped. I thought the zone did a pretty good job. Um, this isn't a, a, a takeaway, but our zone defense has definitely drastically improved from last season. Guys seem to really know their spots a lot more. Um, I think the the big spot, generally speaking, where you could have your big at uh, in the middle, kind of rover in the rovery position in the middle of the court. Uh, that seems to be where we have a lot of trouble at, at least based on this game. And you can kind of, I guess, I guess chalk it up to their big being able to space very well um, and them constantly having a lot of guys kind of, you know, hover, as you're supposed to do with a zone, kind of floating into the middle and trying to just draw in some looks from the big that's uh, on defense. I would say that's the main spot where I felt we had trouble in the zone. But I thought we did a really good job, all things considered, especially with the fact that their guys were just lighting it up. The hardest part about playing the zone is that you kind of have to figure out where you want to be at in relation to the three-point line. And more often than not, our guys have to step up quite a bit more than you would like to. Um, and in that, they got kind of, they've been on a, a, quite a few fakes, but with the way dudes were shooting and how quick the release or was of their guards, um, you kind of had to respect it a bit. And we had to rotate a lot to help over when guys bit. So that's in part why we had that 7-3 dude that just sometimes is open and they're big sometimes it's open kind of had to help more than you would like to but that's the um turnovers definitely to be improved i would kind of chalk up chalk up a lot of them to just not having a pg on the court such as when power will sometimes get trapped and that's been a a a um what do you say a, a problem that's repeated quite a few times during that the season uh, power being trapped and not having anybody a to come over to bail him out and him kind of making a bad pass after a trap again it's a point guard thing something I believe Shuri Cooper would know about how to get out of I would think how to get out of a uh, potential double and even seeing a double I think is another thing that a point guard would help do uh, you would expect that that most five star PGs would be able to break out of a, uh, a double and be able to see one before it even came I don't think Powell is mentally at that point, even though I do believe he's doing pretty good at anticipating passes, anticipating help. Um, just too much to ask for a two-guard, a natural two-guard. So going from there, um, offense looks great, in my opinion. Free throws look bad, but, I mean, what can you do? <laughs> at this point, I mean, it's not even worth mentioning at this point. Really, At the end of the day, the free throws are not going to be good at any point in this season. It, free throws as a team for Auburn has not been great in relation to their talent since I've been watching Auburn, uh, especially since this recent era of success they've had. They just are not great, proportionally speaking. Like, they, I think they were in the, the like, not below the hundreds in 2018 and 19, but... That being said, they had quite a few more scores and guards on that team. So you would think they'd be even better than that. But I don't believe Bryce Brown's a great free throw shooting guard. I think he was solid. Sometimes just ice cold, but not the greatest. Um, Javon, as we saw last year, kind of, you know, he all right. But, you know, sometimes he can not be too all right. Uh, but, you know, back in 2018, 2019, a lot of guys who got fouled typically were guards. Uh, it's very rare that a big got fouled on that team so it's you know a little bit more proportional but in the past two seasons we've had a lot more forwards and guys who naturally wouldn't be the greatest free throw shooters anyway uh get fouled and you got your 
Jalen Williams going one of four from the strike. Javon Franklin getting three minutes, missing a three, and going over two from the free throw uh, spot. And the guys who, I mean, when you look at it in aggregate, you kind of look down and you see, okay, the big names kind of deal they need to do. Jamal Johnson, two from two. Uh, Allen Flanagan, four or five. Justin usually doesn't miss one, but missed one here. Uh, I think he was off today, just point blank period, at least scoring-wise. Um, JT went three of six, not great, but he's someone that is one of the better free throw shooters, so I imagine he would get better at that. But as a team, they just have to do better. I mean, there's no other way around it. You can't have dudes go for 0 for 2. That, that's pretty much their only scoring opportunity. It just it can't happen. Um, so hopefully that improves. Uh, Three-point shooting, 51.7%. I mean, they were just stroking it. Uh, all the guys that you expect to hit shots were hitting them, except Justin Flanagan went three of seven. He had one that was really just terrible that I think went down the court and really became a, a pull-up three-pointer on the other side. Just terrible. He, he he has that gunner mentality a la, you know, Westbrook or uh, JT, uh, not JT, uh, John Wall, that, that type. That's, that's good mentality to have in comparison to, like, the closeted Okiki first season, Okoro uh, early in his first season type of mentality. But I, I think Flanagan needs to play within the office a little bit better, um, preferably speaking. Cambridge went five assists, just some insane damn shots he hit. Uh, Jalen went two of two. Gotta love to see that from your fourth spot. Uh, JT went 0 of two, unfortunately. Uh, kind of a bad day for him offensively. Also had a lot of trouble with uh, the their five, whatever his name is, uh, Vol, Vol, Vanover, Vanover. Uh, only played 19 minutes, so I think he tried to like use Cardwell a little bit more. I can bowl a little bit more. Even Chris Moore got times. They're trying to figure out a way to work with their bigs. They Arkansas had some really good big play. Um, their guy. I'm guessing, I'm guessing Smith was consistently around the rim. Uh, Vanover was just fantastic. Just moves in like a Chris Stapps, basically. A Chris Stapps light. Uh, he's going to be a problem for somebody in the league, I think. And field goal um, percentage overall, 28 to 54. So about half, over half of their shots came from the three. Um, I think... I. I I think with how little you're getting around the rim in terms of like field goals, like two pointers, I think that's fine. I mean, you don't have many guys that can hit up mid range on this team, at least consistently. So if you're doing that, you just got to make more going to the rim, like more layups. There's not many guys who are creative layup, uh, creative finishers on this team. So that's kind of tough. But I think you would like to see a little bit more things going to the rim and just draw guys off the three-point line in the future but we'll see um I think if I had to grade this offensive day I would say about a a B plus uh you I mean you score 85 points against the top three team in your conference that's a win in my opinion and you get 18 assists nine from your point guard quote-unquote point guard again that's a win in my opinion just got to get the turnovers down. Um, try to get a couple more things going to the rim in terms of layups, but, you know, can't complain too much about the offense here. 
Also, uh, 11 offensive rebounds to 20 to 13 for their team. Uh, I feel like they they feel like the smaller team, but also the quicker team around the rim. And the, for the most of the game, there was a small stretch where I feel like Jalen and JT were just killing it around the rim. But that was I felt primarily on defense and it was offense. On on offense, I feel like they were usually a team that um that well I guess if if Auburn was good on defense around the rim, Auburn I mean Arkansas kind of had to be a little bit shaky around the rim. Maybe that's my bad, but you know. I, I, I for the most part I feel like Arkansas won around the rim when they needed to, if that makes sense. But JT and Jalen did have a, a pretty long stretch, about six minutes, where I felt they were just locking down everything that was happening around the rim. Uh, and that was very impressive. Good to see your two quote-unquote bigs doing their job and being quote-unquote big. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think we won the rebound margin by – actually, it was tied. It was dead tied around 34-34. We had two more defensive. They had two more offensive. So, I guess you really can't talk about the rebounds. Also had five more assists and – they had more steals, which obviously comes down to turnovers. So yeah, that's that's that. We had one more block as well, not offensive stat, but you know. So last turn, uh, last takeaway. How do I feel about Auburn after this game? Um, and obviously, how does this, how would this game go with this Sharif Cooper? Uh, my takeaway is that with Sharif Cooper, this was a game Auburn would have won. Uh, they just had a really hard time getting offense going in the last three minutes. To me, the, the three-pointers were not coming as easy as they were at one point in that game. Uh, I think a couple guys may have been dog-tired. Maybe Powell was dog-tired. Um, and really more than anything, I just felt like they were just like giving the ball up too much, just coughing it up, not figuring out what to do with possessions. I, I think Sharif helps with that, in my opinion. I mean, you can look at it however you want to. Sharif may help with less turnovers. Sharif may help maximize their possessions when they aren't turning the ball over. You can kind of chalk it up to whatever you want to chalk it up to, but I left that game thinking that this is a team, as I think many of us have in most of these games this season, this is a team that would probably be humming pretty pretty well at this point They had a true point guard. This needs to be a five-star future NBA dude, but just someone that can really just set up an offense consistently and do some of the point guard things like reading traps, like reading um, when guys are cutting a little bit better than Powell has more so in the beginning of the season, but sometimes in this uh, latter part as well. And then just kind of hitting dudes, um, set like, like actually designating dudes and run their sets the way they need to, just like little stuff like that. Uh, I left that thinking with Sharif, but also defensively, and someone pointed out in this form that I post on, uh, their guards just way quicker. And my response to that was, we look at all of our guards, they're big dudes. Uh, Flanagan's like sit-sits. Cambridge's like sit-sits. Powell is sits-five, I want to say. Uh, Jamal Johnson is sits-four. Only, only guy that was really a quote-unquote point guard matchup was Tyrell, who is, you know, long gone now. Um, Sharif would just help with the quickness aspect. Like, steals or seals. Seals was just, like, way quicker than anybody else we had on the court. And Jamal is kind of, you know, he can be a little bit swift, but he's not. He doesn't move side to side very well. Um, 
He's also like kind of lightweight too. Like even though like Sills is six one two oh two, but he weighs more than Jamal Johnson does. So that's kind of an issue. But um yeah, Sills was just way too quick for anybody else on the court. And that would have definitely helped to just have him out there just to match up physically with that guy. But what can you do? NCAA, they seem to not want to give Sharif the benefit of the doubt. And I really don't know if that's going to, you know, break. He's still been a very active fan. Uh, I thought that he would have maybe considered, you know, looking to other destinations in January. He, That's still a possibility. But to me, it seems like he's very committed to at least giving it a whirl here. Trying. Um, I'm hoping he stays. We'll see. Uh, so... I think that that's a, a saga that won't have an answer anytime soon. So not really worth uh, projecting on that too much, but we'll see how it goes. Um, I think I, I, I uh, in my predictions for the rest of the season, an episode I think I did, it may be scheduled two days ago from now, like two days back from now, or maybe scheduled tomorrow. I'm not sure, but I believe it's two days ago. Um, I had them losing this game. I'm pretty sure I did. There's a chance I may not have, but I'm pretty sure I had us losing this game. And it was pretty much for the reasons that we lost the game. We just were not as experienced. Uh, Arkansas is just an amazing offense. And I didn't think the world of our offense. And it looked a lot better than I thought. But looking at this right now, I think I had I think I had Arkansas being an L, A&M being a W, Ole Miss being a L, and Alabama being a W. Georgia being a W, Kentucky being a W. I mean, no, no, no. I had Arkansas being a W, and I had Arkansas on the road being an L. So we did, I did lose my prediction on that one. But it was one that I was, I'm pretty sure I was 50-50 on just because of the fact Arkansas is that good. And I think a lot of us just underestimated. Sometimes you're just good regardless of the difficulty of your schedule. Even they play cupcakes, their team is just good. They got a good head coach. They got a good crop of, like, from 1 to 10 in terms of scoring talent. Defensively, I think they'll get caught up at some point against probably Tennessee or Missouri. But speaking of Tennessee, oh, Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> that's going to be a tough one. But, yeah, so that's it for me. Uh, my three takeaways, I wanted to be short, but hopefully y'all ain't got something from this. I hope. Um, play again Saturday against a and I leave an A&M team that recently lost if I'm correct so I'm not expecting an L there prime time slot at 2 30 p.m on the road but A&M got just creamed by Cameron Thomas and LSU so should be a W but we'll see see y'all later peace